There we go. <laughs> All right. How's it going, man? Not too bad. You? I can't complain. It's uh, a Monday, Tuesday, you know, <laughs> trying to cram two days into one. Oh, exactly. Trying to catch a swing of the week one day late. Yep. You said it. We're trying to get our uh, our orders. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Shopping's been a problem as of late. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Uh, yeah, I can. Within Alberta, probably not horrible, but anywhere outside has probably been crazy. Yeah, yeah. From down south, yeah. It's getting anything over the border. Been yeah. Last month. A month? Yeah. It's been a month. Yeah, it'll be a month in two days. Usually it's a week. <laughs> stuff shipped up. It's fingers crossed for one month. Yeah. But we're getting by. Still going with finding solutions. We're, we're actually uh, getting product uh, flown in. Uh, just to keep things moving. So there's always solutions if you're willing to find them and then pay for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually the, the detrimental part is the cost behind the solution. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a tunneling option, but uh, <laughs> that's a real price. I mean, who can afford that? It's crazy. Uh, Elon Musk's boring company. Yeah. We got some some quotes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting if that came up into Canada. Yeah, the uh, get the road going from uh, Calgary to Edmonton. Get that one going. A hyperloop. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be that. Well, even having the Red Deer connection in there, the between those three cities, the amount of exchange that happens naturally. Yeah, mm. oh, for sure. Like, yeah. it would just encourage that. You would think it would, yeah, it would work out, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Elon will help us one of these days. Yeah. That's why you have Gasoline Alley there. They know what's up. Oh, exactly. Well, the donut mill and, like, the, oh, yeah. the, dis- the dispensary there that's right across from the donut mill, they know exactly what they're selling. Pre-rolls, cheap three-and-a-halves, and ounces to the guys who are just stocking up for the road. And they're like, nice. we keep our price points as cheap as we can because that's all they're looking for. Either something to tide them by until they get home mm-hmm. or something big because they're heading out and they don't really care what it is. Okay. Like, yeah. If you know what your customer base is, that's respectable, right? You got, you know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do we hear? Uh, dollar pre-rolls? We heard that from someone recently. All the people we chat with. Yeah, that's... Obviously, it's not good, but hey, buck for a joint. It, uh, it's got some people buying that. It was, if they're the same ones that I'm thinking of and that we got into the shop, it was a collaboration with the Allot Company and uh, I think it's Green Man Acres was the grower. And it was more of a promotional type of a thing mm-hmm. to get it out there. And they were just the little pinners, the 0.35s. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they were very limited. And then you'd go... And you grab those again. And then there's another one, Grizzlers. They did a bucket joint too. And they were the 0.35s. And it was, again, it seemed more of a promotional thing than okay. anything else. Set it out there, get your name. And then people are coming in and you're buying the seven packs at 36 bucks. Not not quite the same price point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a jump there. Yeah, well, we've heard, I mean, in general, too, in BC, they're selling like $60 ounces out there, even in stores, you know, $80 ounces, and that kind of thing. So it's coming down. Woo. 
Well, we've we've got a sixty and an eighty dollar in stock. The quality, I wouldn't say, is up there. The eighty dollar yeah. ounce isn't getting bad. It's a BC Godbud that's staying consistent. It's from Verse, and it's the price point's the same, but the THC and the freshness of the bud has been increasing every time, and apparently, it's getting to a really, really good level. Nice. So. Awesome. And I think it's just because they're moving it out so much that they have to keep it fresh now. No kidding. Yeah. If you actually get, um, get the volume moving, yeah. Then you're going to have fresh bud because then you won't get the one month, two month old uh, dried crap. Like some of it is. Oh, but Even two month old is still relatively fresh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I've had, I'm kind of a snob, but uh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the dispensary stuff, It's if it's six months plus, then we start kind of going, uh, but anything anything earlier than six months, we're pretty excited about it because it's relatively fresh. And then there's companies who just do quality on the packaging too. Like they either yeah. nitrogen seal it or they use like a top quality Mylar bag. Like there's some companies who just put the extra care into maintaining the bud's quality. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're hoping to help there, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know if absolutely. you're aware of the CR bags that we got coming out. The new C- No, I haven't seen those ones yet. Okay, well, well, we got a oh, yeah. quasi-example. This one? I guess this is a, this is a nice-looking bag. It's got yeah. the... Uh, oh, there you go. There we go. Fill it up. Yeah, she's a beauty. But um, these ones, along with, um, we're going to have a full line for cultivators. It actually has, if you can see it, it's got the full CR zipper in there. So you oh, do nice. Double pull. Oh, so it's the inside zipper, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's, um, so yeah, we're going to have a full line of those from ounce, half ounce, um, quarter. Yeah. And this is going to be Terplock technology in retail packaging. So that'll be huge. Yeah, product's going to continue to cure on the shelves instead of drying out. So even if you have these high tech Myler bags, um, they're not going to be quite as good as Terplock tech, right? Which is designed uh, for cannabis. So we've got a lot of uh, LPs that are on the waiting list for that. You know, we talked to them about these curing bags. They get pretty excited for the most part. Yeah. Um, depends but, where they're at. You know, yeah. sometimes it fits with their curing process. Sometimes it doesn't. So it just depends on um, what what they're doing. But yeah. um, definitely pretty much everybody's interested in the CR. Yeah. Products. Once we say we're getting CR packaging, um, then they're like, oh, that's where we're really excited. Yeah. We got into this thinking that curing bags, you know, on the processing side would be the, the big game changer. But I think as we started to learn more about the industry, uh, regulations, uh, retail packaging. Um, yeah, we saw that the CR packaging is going to be quite valuable mm-hmm. for, for the whole country. <laughs> um, you're in, Al- are you in Alberta? I see you got Uprise. There. Yeah, yeah, I'm Alberta. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you guys sent me some of the bags a little while ago, and I've got some of my X in here right now. Yeah, yeah. Looking good. Oh, it's, yeah, it's about yeah, it's at 55 right now. It went in at 58. And it's it's fluctuated as high as 60 when I like spread the buds out to try and get that humidity to even out a little bit within there because it's sticky. So I'm yeah, needing yeah. to kind of give it a little bit of a little bit of work to just open things up. And but the 55 has been where it's 
at for about 90%. And that's right where I aim to get my jark here. So I'm happy with that. Oh, like that's mint for, for where I like it. Cause if I'm going to press rosin, I'd rather bring the humidity up just that little bit with my, with my stones. Nice. Right on. Glad to hear uh, they're working for you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Is that heat sealed? That back yeah. There? Yeah. I heat sealed it up top. So the, at the highest you got to 60. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Like, and it was about day, I want to say between day four and six, but I let this bud get a little bit drier. So yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Like for me, I always like to let mine get to like 63, 64 in the bag. Um, that's just personal, right? Um, if you like it drier, then it's easy enough to do. But I like to like just get it in a little bit wet and let the bag do its thing and just push out a bit of that excess. And then it holds between 58 and 62. I got one test going on right now. We're at three and a half months. And it's, it's funny to, to watch it. I mean, it's 62, it went to 61. It was at like 58 for a bit. I didn't do anything. I thought, oh man, what's going on with this bag? And then it just came right back up to 60. So it's, I wish we knew how these bags work. We get asked that all the time, right? How do these bags do it? And it's like, we know what they do, but it's a patented tech and we don't know exactly how these bags do what they do. Mm -hmm. But they are, yeah, there's some interesting things coming out versus how much product is in the bag versus the quality of cure. So we're going to have some details on that coming out in the next months. Um, we're still doing a bunch of testing with some LPs as well, looking at actual amount of THC that's preserved kind of in side-by-side -side tests. So a lot more information coming and we got some other um, ACMPR uh, growers doing some tests for us nice. too. So. Yeah. And a couple of LPs too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. One of the weird things we just got, they just told us was the, bigger the bag so not only if you put let if you use less capacity of the bag but they had one lp in the state or one grower in the states they did a side-by-side -side test with the 10 pound bag filled to capacity and the two pound bag filled to capacity and the 10 pound bag preserved i think it was like three and a half percent more thc so same straight same everything just a different bag used for curing and the explanation they gave, and they don't know this is the case, it's just more of that turp lock surface area, for whatever reason, is able to preserve uh, more THC. So they also got to do more testing to figure yeah. out if that's the case. But so far, it seems like bigger the bag, the better the cure. Well, and it would almost make sense just because of like how with cannabis being grown, they're finding that with like autoflowers and certain strains they are being grown better when they're in a single plot where the roots can interchange, they can have that mm -hmm. communication. So I'm wondering if that post harvest, if that larger quantity, just more buds, the higher biomass, if that would play a factor in it, because it, they seem to work better together when they're growing. So it would make sense. They work better harvested and drying together. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah. when we have some more details, they're going to be publishing some of this stuff. So yeah. we'll definitely share it with you. Yeah, that'd be interesting because like just that train of thought would be interested to kind of track down. Even if you wanted to do like a blended cure on something because you're interested to see how they would affect. Oh, yeah. Right. Like you could end up having something really interesting there, too. Yeah, that is cool. We've uh, even, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's, we've talked about uh, like aged cannabis, like 
different ages kind yeah. of you know, like you know uh, three months or six month cure and stuff like that um it'll be interesting to see if there's demand for that and you know products start coming out like that yeah or even like um infusing it in a sense where you're involving like orange peels or something like that to try and increase a terpene <clears throat> like a terpene development during the cure where mm-hmm. it's present from another natural based element and it's not yeah, necessarily going to affect the humidity it. involved but it's just going to maybe influence or encourage that terpene to yeah. just develop a little more right like there's things yeah. uh, that just sitting and thinking what these banks would do i'm like oh there's endless experiments that i want to run with them <laughs> yeah we're going to be running them for uh years to come that's for yeah, sure there's lots to do and i mean this sounds like like we've always compared it to just aging wine right if you have yeah. aging cannabis but in the, of course in the wine industry they do mix like a cab sap with the merlot uh just to get some flavors together and this sounds like exactly what you're talking about just mixing different strains and curing them together and just yeah. see what happens. Well, just that, that cross infusion, right? Yeah. That's almost the, the wording I'm thinking would work best with it. Cause you're almost infusing the terpenes of one into the other while they cure. Mm-hmm. And that almost makes me think of like, uh, like scotch too. Almost right now, everybody's kind of doing single malts, whereas you'd kind of do more blends maybe or something. So, yeah. The future, who knows? Yeah, it opens up a whole new category of, of cannabis, right? Just aged, and now we've uh, discovered mixed strains just five minutes ago. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that's the thing is I I love this industry because it's so open to just sitting and kind of thinking of ideas like that, where it's like, oh, this isn't going to compete with something; it's going to be its own thing. And if it does well, there's endless routes that it could go down, right? Sure. Like it's it's really interesting to see the potential that this industry could have five years from now, 10 years from now. Yeah, you just need one brave company to, to launch the first mixed bag, right? Like you're suggesting, just one of them to do it and then hopefully it gets good reviews. But have it be some bomb ass shit too. It's got to <laughs> well, be amazing, right? Otherwise, you know, that's not going to work. So. Well, exactly. And, and your, your blend would almost have to be pretty well picked out. But before you got into it, you either have to be blending it for a really unique flavor or you're going for a really heavy effect because yeah. either of those will capture this market. It seems like at this point. Yeah. You got to have the, the either yeah flavor or potency i agree yeah. pretty much and it's nice you know lots of the um the lps are actually going more towards that of course these days so um that's good to see but uh, i'm still a home grower so i don't i don't know too much but i dabble now and again we got some really strong stuff it was like 35 percent the other day that was all right but again terrible flavor but um you know and almost like you know like like a sharp kind of pie too just not really good no terps but um at least you know we're starting to see some higher thc strains i know you're growing one i'm looking forward to testing it in zane in the membrane yeah i got a well we got a clone a while ago from a grow shop so i've been babying that thing trying to make some more clones out of it but um yeah it is ready to ready to flip so 
And what nice. was the percentage they were saying after that? It's like 32 or something. Oh, was it in the low 30s? Yeah. You got to do an extremely good job of growing. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but so it's got the potential. Uh, we'll see yeah. if I if I treated it right. <laughs> That's the same with uh, these ones here. This triple X has the potential for its uh, future genetics seeds, and they say twenty nine to thirty is the potential for it. So, and it's I would definitely say mid twenties because it's got some potency to it, and the rosin is it's a little bit of a brain melt if you <laughs> if you aren't ready for it. Nice. nice. So you you're doing extracts yourself. So I do um, flour and extracts. I like, I like I'm pressing out a lot of the just lower quality flour or um, if I just get a small yield of something that I'm not real excited to smoke, I'll press it out into a rosin because I'd just be more likely to, to dab it then because the flavors are so much better, I'm finding. Yeah, man, I hear you. Same thing. Or if you get something that's got a lot of larf on it or just something that doesn't turn out great, yeah. Just uh, shuck it and freeze her up and rest her out. Um, did you know about our fresh frozen bags? No, I didn't know you guys do the fresh frozen oh, too. No, kidding. no kidding. <laughs> We're doing a bad job. Hey, <laughs> well, well, this is a good opportunity. We're chatting. I'll, I'll grab one of these. <laughs> yeah, we've got bags designed for for extracts, right? For fresh frozen. Nice. Um, all the same tech, of course. And there we go. Yeah. That's just oh, awesome. Bag. <laughs> yeah, it looks <laughs> just like it. Yeah, but instead of, you know, the frost building up on the buds, mm -hmm. it's going to build up on the inside of the bag. And oh, then, nice. um, you know, it's going to be preserving those buds for you. So we've got two sizes. This is a small and we've got a, a big large. large yeah. It's more like the five pound size. I think it's more yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a really good size on those two then. Yeah. Have a look at that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's more of the two pound now that I see it. Close. Yeah. yeah, those are nice big, big bags. Yeah. We'll have to get one or two over to you to try out as well. Yeah, for sure. I've got two seven-gallon um, pails going right now, my four-by-fours that I just flipped. So the bigger bags will definitely be what I'll need. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because right. I think those two yeah. will turn out yeah. good. I think, uh, yeah, their drove bags is discontinuing the small. I think they realize you need bigger bags all the time for, for extracts. So extraction. Right. Well, and especially with with it being like larf and the smaller, just crystal and tr even trim bud, if you're doing that, there's so much that you can add to it yeah. to be able to either use with your BHO extracts, because if you're stripping it, you can use a little bit more of the sugar leaf and stuff just because you can grab the crystal off of it. You can throw a lot of it into those bags, or even if you're bubble washing it, you can throw a lot of it into those bags. Yeah. Yeah, so and everybody loves less work, right? So I haven't exactly. done uh, much extraction myself, but um, on my next harvest, I'd like to get into some of that and keep the testing going as well. Yeah, we've got some in the freezer. We didn't even have these fresh frozen bags on our first takedown long yeah. ago. <laughs> so it's sitting there, probably freezer burnt by now. Oh, yeah. Didn't have the right bags. Hey, yeah, I, I just vacuum sealed... Um, this okay. batch so i'm it should be good but i know that i'll have to deal with it within probably three to six months and keep an eye on it to make sure it doesn't get nasty because there's five ounces worth of larf and a little bit of sugar leaf down there that i should use <laughs> don't want it to go to waste yeah um, i know i'm i'm even when you got a lot 
I yeah. still don't like to waste. Personally, yeah, it hurts. Well, well, exactly. Uh, I saw you guys got a new tent set up. What do you have growing in there? That insane in the membrane is in the other tent, I assume. It's in its own little tent by itself. Okay. And then what did we just get? A, was it a two by four? Yeah. Just, yeah, a little two by four by like four feet or five feet. Nice. And I got two, um, I got some seeds off of uh, just from a friend from Instagram. We traded bags for seeds. Um, Always a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Glookies crossed with sunset sherbet. Nice. The smell is, I grew two of them already. The smell was unreal. What did I say? It was like, uh, like break fluid. yeah break <laughs> fluid and new carpet it was it was crazy i couldn't believe it yeah. after the cure though we cured it for like a week um cracked one of the like cut open the, the heat seal and then before i actually opened the bag it smelled like coffee i couldn't believe it. oh like, exactly like coffee mm. and then of course once you crack the bag it smells like yeah stank <laughs> weed but um yeah. but yeah the the terpene profile was really unique on that one out of the bag there so yeah hmm. that in that acidity of the of the garlic and that glookies must have really been the high note on it yeah i think so um but yeah it's definitely definitely looking forward to those ones coming through the, yeah the first batch were, were pretty good first batch. well i didn't do a great job um i became a father at like week, week four of flower uh, so <laughs> yeah I priorities kinda, yeah they shifted pretty quick there so they didn't quite uh thicken up as i was expecting but going at it again here so um yeah and with the new tent you're going to be playing around with bpd and BPD, stuff like that yeah. too nice um, it's amazing when like i first started growing i was um i was pretty obsessed with bpd let's say <laughs> i got like the pulse meter and everything and yeah, I mean, it, you know, as far as how big the buds are and the end result off of my first two plants, I was super happy with it. And I mean, compared to, you know, you saw the difference, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I had no control for BPD with yeah. those two and a big difference. Yeah. I just had them out in the open, no tent uh, for those two. I got a little carried away and just started uh, popping all these seeds and yeah. didn't have a plan for them. <laughs> so just growing them out in the open in the basement. So. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Um, well, any way to start growing is a good way to start growing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pop the seed, figure the rest out later. <laughs> you said it. Yeah, I actually gave my uh, parents some seeds too. They're uh, they're retired, and um, they're just chilling. And I'm like, hey, you want some seeds? So I gave them some auto flowers. They're currently nice. in like uh, the second week of flower. They're like plants are like this big, they're like six <laughs> inches, eight inches tall. Nice. But um, yeah, I think I my mean, mom likes there. it though. They got like. Four or five notes. Okay. Five notes each, yeah. Nice. Some guys go like two notes, like on on Instagram. A lot of guys like right at two, they just they top it and then have these crazy dense big nuts right at the end of it. Yeah. You only get like four, four or six. Yeah, you're doing more work, but I guess it's paying off. Are oh, you yeah, yourself? Wait, where do you usually top, or do you? Um. So I've got two autos right now growing. Uh, one's got. 32 tops right now i was able to top it and break it down into 32 wow. on there and it just it self-trained perfectly i couldn't have asked for a better self-training plant and then i've got another one where it's got um eight main tops and then i was able to top a couple of the smaller branches so i've got a couple of fours on the smaller branches and it was just i'm gonna like playing with it experimenting with it 
it wasn't flowering. So I took an extra little bit off and it's now budding up really nice. I just, I looked down on one plant. It just looks like cauliflower. Like there's a little field of cauliflower growing in there. It's going to look really, really good when it gets nice, big, dense buds. Right on. And so, which other flowers are those? What do you so do? those are the magic melons from Humboldt. They're, oh, nice. You can yeah. grab them at the dispensary. Yeah, they. I've got a couple of people who said they've got like four ounce to six ounces off of a three-gallon to five-gallon grow off them. So like Ooh. crazy yields. Um, and then I've got a pre-98 uh, crossed pre-98 Bubba Kush crossed with the garlic butter growing right now that I just flipped over in one of the seven gallons and an ice cream cake that I've just flipped over to flour. And then I took 18 cuttings of that garlic butter and Bubba Kush cross. that I'm going to do like a sea of green run with and uh, run it with uh, Remo nutrients instead of my living soil, just to compare how it grows out and how it yields. And then I just dropped some meat breath and citrus rush seeds that I found in some of the dispensary bud that we have. And they were really good genetics. And it's like, well, it's worthwhile. They're tiger striped. Let's see if we can get lucky and get one to, to pop. Nice. And right now there's three of them that are, that are going. So we'll see what we can get. I'm happy. The meat breath has popped. That's the one I was most, most excited to get my hands on. Yeah. That's always sweet when you find a seed, eh? Yeah, it's like a little prize, but you know, <laughs> what's the germination rate you figure on this? Like, it's well, be- it's it before I've got upgraded my seedling tent to where it is now. It it was like ninety percent failure. Now I think I could get maybe I'm hoping for sixty plus percent. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, germination on it. So, but well, I've upgraded the quality of the tent and everything in there. So. My cloning numbers, I've failed epically at cloning. <laughs> yeah, his cloning uh, ratio is oh, what? Man. 0%? Uh, uh, no, I've, I found one root out of the, um, I think I got like 16 attempts going on here. I don't know. I'm like, when I was getting into it, I was doing a bunch of research. And I'm like, well, it's so simple. Like, they make it look so easy. And, uh, you know, how could you mess this up? And I, I did it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still like, I'm still pushing them. I'm adding more heat, adding more humidity. Um, they gave me your clone, clone X mister. Um, you know, I tried a bunch before too. I, you know, I saw you could easily clone by just putting them in water. Um, I never had any success with that. So I don't yeah. know. I, I just put a heat mat under mine. So, and this is like, I'm interested to see how many of these 18 are going to take. But and I'm hopeful because they're looking so much better than they ever did before. So at this point, we're uh, likely that I'm going to have at least 50 plus percent germination on the clones. And if that's what I get, then that's not too, too bad. There's a reason oh, I took a whole bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I'd be dream. Oh, it'd be amazing. If I had 50. <laughs> I'm so happy. Because I want to do sea green as well. I want to try out that method just because uh less points of failure i'm a little bit of a freestyler when it comes to feeding i gotta tone that back (laughs) yeah well what are you guys using for nutrients oh he's using a bit of everything i'm mostly dry organic amendments and then some uh you know like fish shit and some microbial and stuff like Uh, that cheeto sol yeah um what was the other part of that black powder recharge oh yeah i like that one 
and some of that in there. Um, but yeah, I think for me, because I get a little out of control, just going back to the Gaia 444, yeah. um, just taking notes from Mr. Canuck, <laughs> keeping it yeah. easy. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing that a lot more. Just those dry amendments and sticking with that. Um, yeah. And a little fish shit when I can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing is with the dry amendments, if you reuse the soil, you're just going to be improving at every grow. So it's, it becomes a little bit more cost effective that way. Right. Okay. Because if you, you oh. I, I do the living soil, I've got um, a living soil that I run and then, and it's primarily Gaia green um, oh, earthworm castings is my other main um, nutrient that I give. And then I actually do molasses waterings once a week as well, awesome. just to really increase that by uh, bacterial in there and then i've been really enjoying i did just did one synthetic run and i really enjoyed the turnout of it so i'm gonna go and alternate uh my living soil with synthetic and i did uh remo this last time and it worked really well and i'm looking at either cronk or um oh there's one other one that i cannot think of the name right now but Kronk was one I was really interested in because he's got the auto flower and the photo. So I'm like, well, I could dip my toe in with the autos, yeah, see how yeah. they run. And then I could jump full in with the line of photos, a little bit more cost-effective way. But if I just like the way the autos run and I don't want to change up from Remo, I can stick with Remo for my regulars, right? It gives me that little bit more freedom. Sweet. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I'm looking forward to testing out the Kronk autoflower line myself um, when I get up and growing again here. Yeah, we just had a chat with him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah. good dude. Yeah, I didn't know they, it was the first time I actually ever heard of nutrients specific for autoflowers. And is, is he the only guy that's offered that? I right think now? it's the only one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I first heard of those when he announced them back in I think it was either November or December, because I was watching his lives quite a bit around then and he announced it and I was like, oh, and immediately it caught my attention. I'm like, I could pick that up while I'm still running Remo and it not be like crazy cost for me to get into it, as well Mm -hmm. as it would be something totally different that not a lot of people are going to do. Yeah, for so sure. It, it got my interest that way for sure. So I'm yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what it's like. And I definitely want to try and get him on here and talking about it because it would be interesting to learn directly from him the benefits and the variants in it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's nice that it's a Canadian product too. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Got to support local whenever we can, I guess, as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I, the bags are not Canadian, but we are. <laughs> well, one Canadian these, distribution is still helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> one of these days, we might get a manufacturing, we might get authorization to manufacture it up here, but that's a long time in the future. There have to be a lot of trust built there. Yeah. There's lots of patented tech. They don't want to let out their secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Who can blame them? They've had companies try to, to make their own version of Turplock. Mm-hmm. uh unsuccessful though didn't work yeah. no so no no knockoff brands as a, as a, this point not yet we'll, we'll keep trying because it's such a great solution to curing right well especially if the lps are going to be able to start utilizing it <clears throat> with the child resistant that yeah. is going to be huge especially if you can put in 
like the ounce based bags, if they can seal everything off in there, that alone for just the medical side of things for like Uprise and companies that do just the ounces for the medical side of things, they're going to see major benefit there because they're turning flour around so much quicker than it seems on the rec side. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Ron is on the list for sure. And uh, yeah, we've got some other ones on there. There's um, Mike and Edgewood products. Yeah. Every LP that's using our bags for the processing is obviously also interested in CR packaging. Um, But yeah, we're just having production issues in the U.S. It's mostly the zippers actually out of China. They had a shortage just due to Corona, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And um, so they're doing their first run of like 1.4 million of them or whatever. And we should have some samples hopefully within a couple of weeks here. So fingers crossed. So they did they take over the production back in the States or did they just get their shipment of the zippers in? Yeah, it was just that they manufacture everything in the U.S. and okay. they're just waiting on the zippers. And now that they got the zippers, they got them over to the uh, to their um, their sub because they're so busy there. They had mm. to put it off to another manufacturer, but okay. um, they're going to be uh, hopefully done soon. We've been waiting oh, a while. <laughs> always two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, it's always two weeks. Keeps going, but uh, we'll definitely have them by. Um, you know, I mean, if there's four main harvests a year, you know, we probably got March coming up here, a good harvest season. Um, so I'm not sure we're going to be ready for that one, but we'll definitely be ready for the next one. So. Nice. And then with the branding, I saw the Indica side of things. Will you guys be doing like company-based branding on them too? Or is that going to be more the LPs taking over it? Um, LPs can definitely, right now, you can basically, you can custom print anything they want. Uh, minimum run is 10,000 though. So we can oh, customize okay. any bag, any size, um, any yeah, design, any, yeah, yeah. whatever they want on there. So looking oh, forward nice. to getting more of that going once, you know, we're just doing all black for the initial ones, of course, mm-hmm. then they can slap stickers on them. But after I think people start, um, once it kind of breaks in, we'll see a lot more people doing the custom runs because, yeah. um, you know, I assume it'll be a case where if the company A has, has it in Grove bags and company B has it, then company C will be, you know, kind of left behind if they don't at some point get it going. So well, exactly. And the nice thing is, is that these companies can just have a generic logo THC and then have it so that they can just put the strain based information on it. And then yeah. they can utilize that even if it's just a black and a white version, sativa and their indica strains or their bulk and their smaller size stuff for the higher quality, lower quality. It's easy to do that and cover a lot of strains with the cost being a little bit more effective. So it's it's going to be fun to see where it can go in the next six months to a year when these child resistance bags are actually cycled in and they can get their hands on them. For sure. Yeah. And then if, you know, the customers start to recognize that Turp Lock logo on the bag and they, you know, have a much better experience with, you know, product in Turp Lock, there might be looking for that. Uh, from other growers, right, and choosing that over other bags that aren't packaged uh, in in Turblock. So, yeah, it's it'll be it'll be you're right. It'll be interesting to see once a few companies get it out there, and then the customers again they recognize it. Um, it'll change things pretty quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, go Sorry. ahead. In, in the homegrown market, I mean, we're starting to get pretty good awareness, but we still have a long way to go with the LPs. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, it's a, an awareness 
uh, fight at this point. Awareness and testing. Um, a lot of LPs get their bags for testing, but they can't test for another few weeks or a month, and they test for another month, few weeks. So it's just planting these seeds everywhere, right? Um, they take time sometimes. Well, the biggest benefit I could see these bags providing is definitely in the pre-roll side of the market and the pre-milled side of the market because of how exposed the bud, the terpenes, the cannabinoids, everything already is because it's ground up versus having the bud itself protecting it. I could see those really making a difference for um, people starting to recognize it because they'll wonder why the pre-roll is in a better quality, why it burns better, why we taste more with it. Well, this bag will protect it and the milled product too. Because I notice it in a good sealed container versus a just crap bag. Like yeah. there are some crap option bags out there. And it's the this like the ones that use the sealed Ogen style containers. I can't remember the uh, Calipatra Light is a company that uses it. And they're the square containers. Those ones are right. probably the best for the seal that holds it. But once you yeah, crack it, it a half a dozen times, it starts to wear down a little bit. Yeah, because they've actually got a seal in the top, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got that rubber seal in the top. Yeah. Most of the other bags, you can taste when it's more than two months old. You can taste the difference in there, like that it's not very good. So I can really see the turp block benefiting that. And I'd be interested to see how much of a difference it makes. Yeah, well, it's not just the moisture, right? It's the oxygen, too, that these bags are, are pushing out. So you're getting much less oxidation. And then, yeah, with these exactly. pre-rolls, that surface area, there's much more surface area. So the buds are exposed to more oxygen. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. These bags will make a huge difference. And we even thought of that in, like, the first month or two. I think we were chatting with a rep from Pool Boy. And we saw their packaging oh, for yeah. the pre-rolls. And we're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they could put the bag in their pool boy container somehow. Um, yeah. But I, we got small I, bags. We got small I bags. would have no issue with them putting a bag around that container. Oh, that way. I was thinking the other way. But yeah. Hey, like, there you go. Put, it, put your sticker and all that other stuff on the outside. Then on mm-hmm. the inside, you can have nice, like, you at that point, you can get a nice engraved hard container and you just need the THC sticker sealing it on the inside. You don't need anything fancy. Great. That, you know what? Now I'm being reminded of <laughs> a video. There was a company down south that were shipping their pre-rolls in the one-pound growth bags. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> That's a great way to use them. Yeah. Because then you're getting the double branding on it. Yeah. Because you can use a case as a re- reusable case and it doesn't have that nasty sticker on the top of it. <laughs> you got their one-pound bag? No, I just grabbed some of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're doing it just personally, though, like these little guys. Oh, right? yeah. The, the, oh, the exactly. grand bag. Um, if you're rolling small enough joints, you can just throw them in there. I'd sometimes put like my vape caps in there, too, or something. And then, you know, if you got a bigger joint, you could easily throw them into um, an eighth ounce bag. So, yeah, for the home growers, we got you covered. But yeah, um, this... for the rest of the recreational market, they're going to have to wait a little longer, but we'll get around to Changing the game there too. Yeah. And then we got a, we do have one guy who's brought the CR packaging to the AGLC. So nice. um, Should be an easy approval process there. They 
it's the international compliance um, instead of the federal one. So that's a stronger uh, standard. Standard. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And and once AGLC sees it in one brand, then it's nice and easy to get the approval for any of the other ones because it's yeah, this one's working already and it's on the market. So. So it'll be it'll be nice to see that growth within <laughs> and that benefit of the turp lock being on the market. Like I'm yeah. I'm excited for that. For sure. And yeah, we're gonna be doing a big push um once we get them, but we've just been we've been holding ourselves back until we actually <laughs> get them in our hands because yeah. we don't wanna you know get all this demand and then be you know telling everybody to wait a, a month or two. Yeah. And obviously we understand that once once we do uh, start providing them to LPs. We've got to maintain that because we don't want, you know, supply shortages. Oh, they can't get them anymore. So uh, we're doing it slowly, but once we roll them out, we will be, um, yeah, we'll be real happy about that. And I'm sure everybody else will be too, right? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I'm a fan of better quality cannabis. Um, and I think most people are as well. Well, absolutely. And with the, the focus within the industry changing from, just pure THC to higher quality flower and mm-hmm. the actual bud you're getting and then the terpene percentage and then additional cannabinoids like CBG, CBN, like people are looking for alternative benefits from it. And just the pure THC chasers are kind of dispersing into the other areas too, which is nice to see. No kidding. Would you rather a 29% with less than a half a percent of terpenes or would you rather like a nice 22 with like 3% terps, right? Well, exactly. And like the amount of people who I've been able to go, well, the 16 to 20 for your during the day smoke with a 3% terp is going to give you a nice little high to support you through the day, but you're still going to get stuff done. But then at five okay. o'clock, if you want to dive into 26 plus, oh, you can have it and you're, you're, you're going to enjoy the rocket ship that's there because you haven't tapped that limit. But if you're starting your day with the 26 plus, it's pretty hard to go to anything else and enjoy it, right? That's a good point. You don't, you don't start off your day drinking whiskey, Ryan. You start off drinking beer. You got to work your way up. But that, that is so true in my experience too. If you, uh, you got to, you can't like jump the THC too high. Otherwise you're, your day's a little off track, I find. Or at least mine's a little off track. Yeah, it takes a little bit. You end up realizing you're restarting your day three or four times and two and a half hours has passed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, my first grow was uh, OG Kush Crop King. I didn't know anything about the industry, really. Uh, And then I found out after, you know, just the Crop King's reputation. I'm not here to uh, talk negatively about anyone, but... um, not good quality, I guess. Someone not the highest quality. <laughs> let's put it that way. Yeah. So, so now way. I've got like a pound of this OG Kush from uh, Crop King, and I give it to my neighbors. I'm like, this is you know, this is not going to blow your brains away here. This is just like mediocre stuff, and they're fine with it. You know, if I just want to get a light buzz to get the day going, that's it's that's... weed for people that don't smoke weed. What was it? It's like <laughs> it's, it's your grandparents' weed or your dad's weed from yes. way back in the day. But... There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's it 70s weed. 70s weed, yeah. <laughs> Watch out but for seeds. If it scratched that itch, that's yeah. all you need. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some people who start the day off with a rail and a coke. 
and uh, rail and coke literally they crack that coke and they and okay that's your that's what you guys want to start damn not for me i think i chased that all day good luck yeah that's a that's a dragon to chase all day <laughs> yeah. yeah there's met a few people that we thought started their day yeah we won't get into any names or no. industries but we <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that person yeah. is ripping it yeah it was oh. early. 11 yeah 11 a.m oh. hey i i live up in oil field country and lumber oh, okay. country so yeah. it the rules it, are different if, up there well it's you you either got the people who just have no interest they're pretty straight down the middle now we've got our potheads which are pretty common then you got the guys who don't do anything while they're on shift and then as soon as their shift's done half their checks gone to their buddy and they're snorting oh, yeah. from end to start and they are wired and then you've got the people who go out in the bush and they just live in the mushroom fields all day while they're planting trees like everyone to teach their own i really don't care but it's interesting how within this community because we have those two industries are so large around here that you see them and you see the intermingling of them it provides for some interesting interactions in the summer, especially when you're working at the pot shop and everyone comes there together. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we all get along, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had a fist fight yet. We're three years in, so we're doing good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a different vibe. Those are different levels for sure. Yeah. Well, and but, it's, you know, ever, ever since we joined this industry though, I got to say love, love the people love the vibes um you know lots of good people and yeah. uh very friendly really helpful um you know it's just great to be in an industry where people are just helping each other out for the most part and you know happy to share of course there's people that you know hold on to their secrets but i think for the most part um we've just been really you know it's been welcoming to them yeah it's been much different you saw our um our hit on that form we filled out like a little bit of construction, marketing, yeah. mortgage industry, pet food industry for me, and uh, cutthroat crypto yeah. <laughs> industry. So this is, yeah, this is much different than uh, our past businesses. The people are much different. Um, gonna have to like tone down the the professionalism sometimes and just yeah. chill out and just just chat with people. Like you know, yeah, we're doing business, but just be yourself instead of uh, I don't know, trying to put on a show. Yeah, well, I'm like I'm finding the industry is more about like getting to know people on a personal level, and mm -hmm. if you enjoy spending the time with them, then the business interactions just happen because you're, it's like oh yeah, I got to go get this done. Oh well, I'm going to hang out with these people. It's more that mentality instead of oh yeah. I'm going to get this task done. It's oh I'm going to spend time with these guys, and that's what we're spending time doing, getting these tasks done. <laughs> nice. yeah it's a good deal for sure when like um sometimes we get the odd you know issue with shipping or this that or the next thing and it's surprising oh, yeah. that like you know it's got to be over half of our issues that come through aren't real issues they're just um you know like stoner issues or something or a problem that isn't a problem but it's great you know you can work through it with people and um you know we just all want to you know live better lives i think and make lives like life easier i mean it's pretty straightforward so um i don't know i think we're gonna we're gonna stick around right, right? oh yeah yeah well, i mean 
we have the customers we have are great. Uh, the support we have on social media is amazing. Uh, and then just like, I mean, people love freebies. Whenever we do a contest on Instagram, man, that thing, <laughs> it, it explodes. Like tag your friend to be entered into a draw. It's just crazy. And I was kind of spamming people today. Hey, you just got tagged in one of our posts. Here's a discount code. And I'm like, oh, they're going to report me for spam. And it's like, no, oh, like, thanks for the discount code. Appreciate it. Can't wait to try these bags. So, um, yeah, much different community than any other industry. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with, with the cannabis community, if they're interacting with you, mm-hmm. they're interested. Like it's yeah. like, whether, <laughs> whether it's a discount, whether it's a, um, a discount code or just, Hey, do you want some, some information on it? It seems like if they're interacting with the pages, they're either interested in learning about the product, pro- the product, or they're actually just, oh yeah, I'm just chance to win something because my buddy sent it to me. Sure. And then all of a sudden they find their new favorite thing because they just threw a name on there. Right. Like I've been introduced to so many things like that, or it's just, oh, somebody tagged me in a contest. Let's see. And I, like, I think I was originally introduced to you guys through that. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No. Well, okay. So it works. Keep yeah. it going. <laughs> well, just well, the community is so engaging in that sense that I've I agree. Like in comparison to a lot of the other ones, it's very very supportive. And it's if you're not interested, you're just not interested. You don't engage. You move on to something yeah. that you are interested in. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's too bad. You know, big business is doing what they're doing to try and you know take the share away. But I think, you know, for those that can kind of weather the storm again, yeah, it's just a, a great spot to be. And we're looking forward to bringing on new products in the future, not just growth banks, but innovative uh, cannabis products for curing. Um, one of our other ones we're thinking about is low stress training clips and stuff like that. Just, you know, some odds and ends that um, are sometimes hard to find. And we want to kind of get them under one roof. Um, yeah. Like lots of guys 3D printing um lst clips do you Um, use those i don't have any of those but i've seen them all over the place and i'm definitely liking the way they look because for the auto flowers they would be so useful yeah yeah. so so useful that's why i got them too because that's all i was growing and i was i was throwing a ton of clips on them get some really cool results where you can get like the bottom branches like (laughs) you can get them basically you know, you can make it into, what's that? It's like a menorah. Where it's like yeah. The same height. Anyway, you can bring them around. With the trellis? Yeah. Um, and yeah. they're just really cool. So we actually have a, a manufacturer in our warehouse here. <laughs> and we might be manufacturing them ourselves. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Have you seen the, uh, it, right around Christmas, it always comes out where someone grew like a Christmas tree. Where they trained it in oh, a okay. circular like a bonsai tree and then grew a singular butt up top. I saw that and I'm like, I've got to try that at some point in my growing. I have to try to do like a half a dozen of those. And yeah. cause I've got some family and some really close friends that really, I'm like, that's a Christmas gift one year. I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's almost like <laughs> yeah. what my parents, um, their plants, because like I said, they're like six, eight inches. They're kind of like that, but of course they didn't do any <laughs> fancy training. Yeah. On them. What an amazing plant, though. It's so resilient. Oh, um, yeah. Even though I can't clone to save my life. Um, <laughs> You'll get there, buddy. You'll get there. Don't other worry. than that, though, yeah, like the low-stress training. My cousin is a big grower. He um, 
he introduced me to a guy. He does like the, the twisting of the branches. He's like yeah. the cannabis chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. Like, Those videos are cool. Yeah, you're just like you're cracking every um every branch, the main stem, and it's like you kind of stunt it for a day or two, maybe three. Then you see it just exploding growth after that. Um yeah, it's a it's a crazy plant. You do crazy things, and then you see people at you know Christmas trees just getting yeah. super creative. Um, those bonsai looks. Um, I like the solo yeah, cup challenges too. Solo cup challenge, yeah. yeah. See what you can make out of that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, those guys are crazy what they get put together with the solo cup challenge. <laughs> I know they take it seriously. Like, yeah, I haven't done any hydroponic stuff, but um, yeah, I think you need to be going down that vein if you want. Oh, to get absolutely. There, of course. Like I, that's like I've got the remo and it's really making me go. Hmm, maybe. Maybe I'll get something set up and and see what we could do. So if you're going to do sea of green, how big of pots are you going to use? Uh, so I'll probably do uh, two different sizes. I'll probably run a 1.2 liter because I've got them in plastic pots um, that I'm going to run. So I've got a 1.2. So I think that's a, just a, like a third a gallon or something. Yeah. Was what it works out to be. And then I've got some two and a half gallon ones that I'd run two, but they're just four inches taller. They're just a little more wide. So oh, yeah. I'd be able to, I want to get the smaller ones. I'll just let them get a little bit taller. Yeah. Have just single apex bud, but that's not a big okay. deal. I see. Just the one. Yeah. That'll be quite the bud. It's just that one. Well, is that this, with Tia Green? Is it is it just that one apex bud? Well, I'm um, in a, I'm actually gonna screen it out too. So I'm gonna do a C and screen combo it because I've got my four. I'm just gonna keep them in veg for a short period of time and try and flip them into flowers quickly as I can. And because this plant stretches out really well and it's got good internal spacing. So when I flip it, I'm it's stretched out really nicely. So I'll be able to get a lot of those top buds if I trellis it. And if I use a bunch of the smaller plants, I'm able to just fill my tent out quite a bit. Nice. So I'm just kind of utilizing the the benefits that that plant has for its yeah. natural growth pattern. Interesting. That's the next level, understanding the uniqueness of each plant. Yeah, they're all different. <laughs> well, it's just this one strain. It, it is one of the best genetics I've grown. Just overall, it's very resilient. It's... It's just doing really, really well. And it's produced some crazy crystal bud, like absolutely insane. Bud. And I just did a little tester plant on it, but I've got this curing in a CV vault right now. This right now. Oh, are you not going to zoom? Oh but, yeah, it looks frosty. But it's actual purple nug. The crystal really? is what's oh, making wow. it that color. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like light green and white, what we can see. That's yeah, awesome. and, when, and on the inside, there's a really dark purple kind of light orange in there, too, with the pistols. Really, Sweet. really nice color on it. And so that one has really nice internodal spacing, and it just it's top. it's just a really good genetic I got. So if these clones grow out the same way that the seed does, I'm going to really, really like the, the screen combo with it. 
Nice. And what was that strain? That's a pre-98 Bubba Kush crossed with a garlic butter. Oh, right. Right on. <laughs> These names. Yeah. I Boy, love, they, I love the names. <laughs> they got names for days, don't they? Oh, and and they're only getting better now. Like there's unicorn yeah. poop that's come through the markets and yeah, I've had that. I mean, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's a unique um like bud structure, right on it. Yeah, and the coloring too. If you get a good quality one, yeah, the coloring yeah, is a part thing. of the reason for the name, right? It's yeah. like rainbow with that dark, dark purple base to it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I can't wait to start growing something soon, my one man. Of, one of these days. <laughs> I got some. Uh, I got some of that ocean fruit from Square One Genetics too. So nice. Looking forward to growing that one of these days. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, I've got a triple scoop from 34th Street and then uh, Black DOG from Natural History, but it's it falls under the ANC, so it's the same company that produces for 34th Street Seeds. Um, it's all dispensary-based um, genetics, but that Black DOG is an emerald headband crossed with a blackberry kush. So that one is going to be... <laughs> that one has some potential. Right. Yeah, wow the color on it is supposed to be insane and it's like 20 to 25% THC potential. So if we get a good terpene content, that one will be tasty. Boy, the hunt never ends. Does it? (laughs) No. And the thing is I've got a list of strains about 50 long that I don't have my hands on, but I want to grow at some point. Like there'll be, there'll be rooms probably set up at the end of this for me growing just, purely for my interest <laughs> yeah i know it's um you you got a tent and what did you say to me i need another tent i said yeah. as soon yeah. as i got my second tent i'm like i need a third tent right away yeah. <laughs> well, i've got my cloning tent and two four by fours rocking and i'm already going ah uh, i need a five by five flowering tent so i can have a four by four auto tent and a four by four veg tent <laughs> yeah yeah and they got the tents with the like the shelves you can yep. put your clones on the top there. Yeah. Utilizing more space, finding solutions and use up more tent space. Oh, well, it. there's yeah. there's those Delta 9 grow containers, and that's the end goal for me right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just those sea cans. Those oh, are oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. That's Woo. the dream. That's a <laughs> then you'll have one, and you'd be like, man, it'd be nice to have another one of these. Yep. <laughs> it'd be it'd be an order of two, most likely. If we're setting up, we're setting up right. We're gonna have a veg and we're gonna have a flower. <laughs> Nice. Of course, yeah. And oh. any idea what those cost? I have no <laughs> idea, personally. Yeah, that's a couple. I'm thinking probably ten grand plus for each with the lights and everything else set up. Yeah, so it'd be bad. it'd be a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. I was thinking more. Yeah. So it's doable. Yeah. Well, even if I just took the the one reason why I like that is their Health Canada is approved, so they would be the equivalent, like they are the equivalent of like parkland and what some of the grows are utilizing um, already on the market. So I know that they've maintained the quality there and you can get them spec to however you want your grow set up. So if you want your fans in a certain corner, it'll, they'll cut that can to that corner and design it for the area you're using, which is nice. That's pretty sweet. Dang. Might have to look at that. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's need, really, need yeah. some space uh, first. But how, and how big are those? Sorry, 
Those are, uh, I can't remember the length of them. I just, they're the mini sea can, so they're not the full yeah. size, but the half. Yeah, the 20. 40 is the full. Yeah, they do They do a pretty good job for size-wise. And, well, one of them is easily veg and mum room, and then you could use it for clones too, even if you just keep them happy on the on the heat mats and you keep the humidity high enough around them. Mm-hmm. And then you throw one for veg. For prefabbed option, that's a realistic option in Canada, at least. For sure. Yeah. And I guess they best be insulated on days like today. <laughs> well, they'd be just put them in like you get a, a industrial size garage or something. You just put them inside like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah good point. Yeah. Oh, boy. Just <laughs> getting bigger. And bigger yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I got to shelve those ideas, I'm thinking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's bad. That's a wormhole of just oh, how many different strains can we run in that? That's <laughs> that's harvesting every week because that's exactly how I'd I'd have it set up. Perpetual growth. So the the things that are closest to the door in the veg tent or the veg can are going down into the flower the next week. Stuff at the front of the flower, they're getting pulled out, and you just slide everything down and you go and you start the process over. <laughs> just keep it going. Keep it rolling. Yep. Wow. I'm curious, how many uh, grows do you typically do a year yourself? Uh, right now, I am I was able to harvest last year four times throughout with the autos and the and my, my first batch of photos. This year, I'm hoping to get between six to ten runs through, including my autos and my photos. Nice. So, like, I just flipped my photos but my auto should be done in four weeks so it'll be that nice kind of cycle at that point sweet yeah that's what we found that people are kind of that four to six times a year is kind of what we found that's what i was shooting for myself yeah yeah the the real committed can get up to 12 if they've got that tent space to be able to spread it out but that's you're committing to work at that point to harvest a month no doubt. Yeah, that's you're taking some of the fun out of it. I, I bet at that point. <laughs> uh, it depends on on what you're doing because if you're just keeping the top quality bud and you're using the rest for concentrate, concentrates, concentrates. Nice. Oh, it's apparent that I need a bowl or something along this. The THC's lacking and my tongue stops working. <laughs> Too much um, or not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, start getting Looney Tunes. Um, the concentrates, they just aren't doing as much trimming because they're either freezing it and making bubble hash or yeah. they're doing raws. And so I think it depends on how you consume your bud and what your end goal is too. Good point. Yeah. Lots of different ways to do it. Yeah. You said it. I'm just building my collection. I just, I enjoy seeing more and more growth bags full of bud with those moisture meters just the bag's still working three months later. <laughs> we got to awesome. get a rack like that going yeah. with oh, a bunch yeah, of them yeah. on there, a bunch of different strains. Oh, that's. I've got a drawer right now of all the bud that I reviewed. I know that I'm going to have a when my quantity of my grows get going. I know I'm going to have a stack of bags and jars of goodies. I've already got a little goodie jar of rosin. I've got the one bag right now. We'll end up stocking up the other ones that you guys hooked me up with with this harvest so sweet well right on yeah we'll send you a couple of uh, fresh frozen too yeah. your next uh, harvest there i appreciate it 
yeah, that should help out um, everybody. Um, not everybody knows about them yet. So I'm trying to get the word out a little bit. Yeah. And do you have a glassless jar, a half ounce glassless jar? I don't have the glassless jar. Ooh, throw one in there too. <laughs> have you seen them? I've just been seeing a couple of the posts on there. Yeah. Okay. Those are cool. Yeah, they're pretty neat. And they got uh, they got five zippers at the top here, so far more than the average. So yeah. five track ziplock instead of the one. Oh, so that's cool. Really, yeah, really designed to be like your stash bag, kind of take it on the go. Yeah. Instead of that, you know, curing bag you leave in the corner for a couple of months, right? Still not completely odor-proof unless you heat seal, but much better than much better. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well. Still having that ability to, for the five zippers. That's huge because if you have it wrapped around like a sweater you've got something just kind of coating it it should help kind of deafen the majority (laughs) yeah 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 man so yeah we'll uh we'll include some of those and yeah um so how often do you do your podcast too we haven't done any podcasts this is our first one so thanks for having us man yeah absolutely i appreciate you guys uh coming on and talking the the bags uh right now I'm aiming to upload once a week. So I'll be uploading the audios on Monday and then the video editions will be going live Wednesday. So yeah, I'm right now. You guys will work out to be the fourth episode that I upload. So I've got the first one going live tomorrow from when we record this with Mike. Uh, He's another grower that I actually got. He got me back into pressing rosin and, he's going to get me doing like the BHO concentrates. So it was fun sitting down talking to him. And then I've got MJ essentials. And then I talked with them about you guys quite a bit, actually. So that'll be fun. Um, And then I've got uh, Dimitri from getdro.ca. That'll be the uh, episode right before you guys. So that's a lot of work, man. To keep that going. Busy guy. Uh, it's, I, it's just a little bit of a change, a transition of what I'm editing, right? Cause I've been doing quite a bit of content on YouTube. Like I was going seven days a week for, well, it was probably close to a year's worth of content where it was seven days a week. So I pulled back a little bit on that and I'm just putting a little bit more focus into the podcast and getting this type of content out there. Sweet. Well, yeah, we, uh, once we have some more details and stuff, maybe we could do another one. But yeah, yeah, the, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Is there anything that you guys want to kind of promo or hype up before we wrap things up? Well, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, one of the biggest things is like teaching people how to use the bags and getting them to get out of their old habits. So for anyone watching this, that's like, how do I use a growth bag? You dry your product and you put it straight into the bag. <laughs> and it, it's surprising how many people think, well, don't I have to cure it first and cure it in the jar before I put it into the bag? Or don't I got to do all these other things before I put it into the bag? And it's like, no, this is the curing process. This is the curing bag itself. Um, yeah. And yeah. just like it says, it replaces, you know, the jars, right? Yeah. So- Jars. instead of using a jar in your normal process swap it out for a bag and then you don't have to burp right so yeah. community packs we're getting a ton of um we're getting some funner uh bags this week as you mentioned the the colored 
the comic colors, really snazzy looking bag with the velvet soft touch feel. Yeah, we gave it away, so we don't even have an example here. <laughs> yeah. um, we assumed our bags would be here sooner, but as soon as yeah. we get those in stock, we'll be sending some out and doing some more uh, promos on that yeah. too. So and then two ounce nice. bags are coming. Uh, they're white. Mm -hmm. So that's a new size. New size, new color. Yeah. And then you mentioned the CR. I think the CR is going to do well too, just with home growers, because it is uh, just that Ziploc itself is upgraded. Um, it's just a little more robust. So it's going to be great, obviously, with retail packaging, but I think home growers are going to appreciate that robust Ziploc as well. Yeah, great point, Ryan. It's not exclusively <laughs> available. You don't have to be an LP. <laughs> We're not going to ask for your license number to purchase those bags, but uh, minimum one thousand order. Yeah, good point, buddy. All right. Yeah, the, that CR is definitely. Well, I personally would go with the CR just because I'd rather have a Ziploc that I trust a little bit more. Because the thinner ones, after having years of the CR type bags, it's hard to put the trust in the regular ones. Yeah. As definitely. as confidently as I'd like to. Because the CRs, they just, they feel like they're going to do better because they are a little bit of a heavier duty. -er. Yeah, and they need to be, right? Yeah. Just to pass um, the standards. So right. yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no doubt. And keep those kids safe, too. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's all about the kids. That's why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> all for um, your kid, for your son. <laughs> uh, my two-month-old son. That's right. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was a blast. We'll uh, definitely have to have you guys on when you do get those CR bags in and when uh, the updates come out and you guys get the uh, new goodies. Yeah, and we'll have more growth stories and more yeah. challenges and, uh, and uh, exciting news, I'm sure. Thanks again, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs>